What makes you vulnerable to an affair? Why is it that some cheat and some don't? You can have a wife and a husband in the same marriage be just as happy or just as unhappy within that relationship, yet only one decides to cheat. What caused it? At the end of the day, what was the difference between the two? We're going to explore that today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey beautiful, it's my birthday month and we are celebrating for the entire month of February. How you ask? We are getting ready to launch a brand new membership program just for you. So I have a few questions for you. Are you ready to heal from the devastation of his affair once and for all? Are you ready to leave behind the intrusive thoughts, get control of the triggers once and for all? Learn how to set those healthy boundaries, rebuild trust in yourself and others, and finally rise up as that confident woman that God has created you to be. And at the end of the day, leave all of the pain behind once and for all. Well, beautiful, if that's you, this membership is exactly what you've been looking for. This is going to only open twice a year. So we are opening the doors, swinging them wide open March the 11th, and we won't open and again for quite a while, probably the end of summer. So you have the chance to get in on the wait list right now. And you're asking, how much is this going to cost? It's $37 a month. Yes, you heard me right, beautiful. We are celebrating my birthday and we are celebrating it right. So what do you get in this program? Well, first off, you get access to a private Facebook community where you can build your sisterhood for those of you who are looking to connect with community and heal with other women who are like-minded, going through the same thing that you are. You're also going to be given a proven roadmap to recovery. You're going to have weekly video sessions that are pre-recorded so you can go through them at a self-paced. You're going to have a brand new workbook that I just finished designing just for you, downloadable PDFs, support and accountability. You're going to also have a weekly Q&A live with me. Yes, it's going to be a coffee chat with Lisa once a week where you get to submit your questions and have them answered live weekly. You're also going to get a couple of bonuses. You're going to have access to my Devastated to Determined mini course to get you started and how to thrive through the holidays and not just survive after betrayal. You're gonna get that workshop as well. All of this for $37 a month. So beautiful, don't wait. Like go below in the show notes, click on my website. You can go to lisalimehouse.com, click the work with me tab and go to the group membership program, get on the wait list, or I made it really easy. Below in the show notes, you'll see a little link that says membership. Click on there and get on the wait list. You want to do that now because I have some freebies coming and you'll get early access to this. Now, we open the doors March the 11th, so you don't want to delay. Get on the wait list so you can find out all the goodies and we can start journeying together to your recovery and see you healed once and for all from the devastation of his betrayal. Can't wait to see you on the inside. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. This is part one 
of a three-parter. Yeah, we are actually breaking down the different areas of vulnerability that actually play a part when it comes to an affair. And so I thought I could do this in one big swoop, but it ended up being three episodes. So I'm taking each one a day at a time. So make sure that you follow along on all three because all three of these episodes are jam-packed for you. And before we get into today, I mean, did you just catch that little intro where we are getting ready March the 11th to launch our group coaching program? Beautiful. Go below in the show notes. Hit that little membership sign down there and get yourself on the way list so you can have first availability into that new program. It is jam-packed. It is going to set you on the road to recovery once and for all so that you can start to enjoy life again. And I can't wait to meet you in. So let's dive in today. What actually is it that makes you vulnerable to an affair? Well, today I'm going to be actually looking at the social side of this because we have different things that cause vulnerability. And one is the social aspect. Well, before we get into that, you know, a lot of times I hear, well, it was the marriage. Well, truth be told, marriage, whether it's good or bad, doesn't cause the affair. However, listen closely, unresolved problems within a marriage can actually contribute to an affair. I didn't say they caused it. I didn't say it was a justification for it. Please note what I just said. It can contribute to an affair, and I'm going to tell you why shortly. Also, past wounds and hurts within the marriage or life in general don't cause affairs. But again, they can contribute to making us vulnerable. And what about circumstances? Let's say an unexplained death of someone that you love, a job loss, health change, maybe it's a severe conflict within your marriage. Do those actually push you to have an affair? Well, listen closely. Circumstances don't push you into cheating on your spouse, plain and simple. Circumstances can, however, make you more vulnerable to affairs by creating extenuating circumstances that provide the opportunity. Now, there are three categories of vulnerability that I want to explore with you over the next three episodes. And today, we're going to look at the social category. So it's important to look into each of these so that you can identify the areas of your vulnerability within yourself and or within your relationship. Now, note that these in and of themselves don't always make everyone vulnerable. Not everyone is going to be vulnerable, and please make note of that. These may not have the same effect on you as someone who actually displays more vulnerability. And it's important to discover these so that you can safeguard yourself and your relationship from an affair. So let me just say this loud and clear before we move on. The vulnerabilities that we're going to be looking at over the next three episodes in no way, shape, or form excuse or justify an affair. And I'm going to say that again because I'm sure somebody's going to try to turn that around. So one more time, let me say it again. The vulnerabilities that we're going to be looking at over the next three episodes in no way, shape, or form 
excuse or justify an affair. We are exploring these so you will know what can or did make it possible for the affair to take place in the first place. Now, I know that many of you listening are saying, Lisa, I was faced with the same circumstances, but I was not unfaithful. And I don't understand how I could stay true to the relationship. I didn't cheat, and I don't understand how they could. What made it any different for them? Well, this is because you were not as susceptible to the vulnerability, and you'll see why. Now, we're going to go deep into this topic so you and your spouse can understand what makes you vulnerable and how to safeguard in the future. So, if your spouse isn't listening, this might be a good time to just pause me just for a second, grab your spouse and say, uh hun, we need to listen to this one together and take notes. So, go ahead, pause. Okay, I'm glad you're back. (laughs) Now, I know for the majority of you, when you said your wedding vows, you meant every word of it. I know I did. I know my husband did. I know that. With full conviction in your heart, you meant every word, just like we did. But for those who became vulnerable, you probably didn't even think you were vulnerable. And you didn't think that being in certain circumstances would ever lead you down the miry road that it led you down. I know when I was the betrayer, I never thought I would cheat. I really didn't. At the age of 25, when I entered into adultery, I never thought in a million years that I would be caught doing that. I felt like it wasn't a part of my DNA. And I kind of put myself above it, so to speak. And you'll see why that's dangerous in a moment. And my husband did the same. Why? Because his first wife cheated on him. So he said, I would never, ever in a million years do that to you. It's not who I am. Yet, he found out that he was vulnerable to an affair. But I want you to hear me on this one. No one, and I mean no one, is beyond sin. No one is exempt from being vulnerable to infidelity. Even if you haven't ever had an affair, been unfaithful in any way, you still can be susceptible. We should never take on the stance that we are untouchable. And the enemy can't tempt us in any way, shape, or form. I learned this lesson very, very well, not only when I was the betrayer, but when I was a pastoral counselor. I was a pastoral counselor on a death row case back in 2007-2008. It was a national death row case. He had murdered someone, and um, I was brought in as the pastoral counselor. The courts brought me into that case. And I remember driving up to see him one day and praying through that all the way to see him on that three-hour drive. And I really prayed and cried out to God. And I was like, God, you know, I just, I can't understand this. I, I can't wrap my head around what he did. It's not even within me. And I said those words. And that's when deep within my heart, I felt the Lord speak to me. Child, for the grace of God, there go you. Or the way I said it was, for the grace of God, there go I. You know, I was not vulnerable to murder, but he was. And some of us 
We think we are untouchable. We think that we are far beyond the scope of being reached by the enemy. But at the end of the day, we're not. So we should never put ourselves above the temptation of infidelity. In other words, if you take on the belief that you are above the temptation of infidelity, you are and your marriage is left very vulnerable. And this is the most dangerous place to be. So don't ever think that you're untouchable. What you need to do is make sure you're safeguarded along the way. Now, most of us intend to be faithful in our marriage. I know I do. I know my husband did, right? We all intend to be faithful. But we live in a world full of social factors that can actually easily erode our commitment and do it in a way that we are unaware of until it's too late. Let's take, for instance, in today's society, TV, television, ads on television, social media, Hollywood, even books. They all glorify affairs. The sex revolution has exploded and it's become a free-for-all. Even as early as kindergarten, kids are being inundated with sexually explicit materials seeking to destroy their God-given identity and nullify God's gift of monogamy within the marital relationship. And yes, I could get on a soapbox on that, but I'm going to choose that for another day. But these mixed messages can bombard our minds and begin to numb us to what is actually right and what is actually wrong. The boundary lines become blurred, and this leaves us vulnerable to sexual activity outside of the biblical confines of marriage. These messages can become a source of temptation when life begins to get tough and things just aren't going as planned. Our minds begin to wonder, and we're left open to the tactics of the enemy. The culture in which we live actually normalizes affairs. And when we take in shows, when we watch television shows, movies, listen to songs, watch plays, read certain things that glamorize these things, well, we are increasing our vulnerability. Now, and I know some of you are probably like, Lisa, you're crossing a line. But you know what? The lines are blurred right now, and truth is truth, and we need to call it as it is because way too many marriages are being broken by infidelity today, and someone has to take a stand, and I've chosen to do that. So we need to increase our knowledge, our education, so that we don't increase our vulnerability. Let's also explore who you hang around with. I know, I know. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. We're getting personal here. Yes, I know. I am. Hang tight. (laughs) Let's explore who you hang around with. It is said that you actually become the sum total of those you hang around with. Now think about that for a moment. Think of the five people that are closest to you in your circle. That is what you become the sum total of. Now let's take, for instance, my husband. He started hanging with people that were having affairs, that were flirting with other women, even though they were married, that were actually objectifying women. Some of them were involved in pornography. And he was hanging around people that were 
actively engaging in these things and what took place. He became vulnerable to the same thing and he ended up in a two and a half year affair. He became the sum total of those he hung around with. And if you are socializing with those who are having affairs, they think it's okay to have an affair. They're objectifying women. They're actively engaging in flirting with other women or or men for that matter while they're married. Well, this will have a negative effect on you. Those who are flirting with others and you are seeing it, it dulls your mind. It dulls your heart. It dulls and numbs out the right and wrong within your own life. They see nothing wrong with it, so you begin to see it as normal as well because when you're around it long enough, it numbs you out. We become who we hang around with. And if they've had an affair, you just might be vulnerable enough to do the same. Then let's talk about today's technology. Oh my word, it's everywhere. Technology makes it very simple to live a secret life. Apps made it very easy to hide things. You can hide your history. You can download apps that look like maybe a MapQuest that really aren't. They might be a secret way to text somebody and it's easier to hide those things. Text messages can easily disappear once they're sent. It's so easy with technology to live a secret life and to hide it from your spouse, to engage in things that you would not normally engage in. And when this happens, it exposes you to a deception that will lead you into places you would not normally go. And then let's not also forget the workplace. You know, today we see more people traveling together as men and women than we used to. It's become the norm for men to, you know, get on a plane with a woman because they're co-workers and travel out of state. And it's easy to hang out by the water fountain, so to speak, and have in-depth conversations with the opposite sex about your home life, thinking that it's very, very innocent, when in actuality, it's opening up opening you up for vulnerability. You know, research shows that over one half of the affairs that are had today are with co-workers, even in the Christian spectrum. Many companies are excluding spouses from events, from travel, and even pairing men and women to travel for work, which further adds to the vulnerability if you're not careful and have healthy boundaries in place. Now, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be that way. We are advanced in the world in which we live. What I am saying is we need to put healthy boundaries in place and have healthy parameters so that we are not susceptible, vulnerable to these kinds of things happening with our relationships. We don't need to be having in-depth conversations with the opposite sex about problems at home. Nor should we be listening to the opposite sex, vomiting out all of their negative home life upon us. Because that opens us up for emotional connectivity with the opposite sex when we should be having that emotional connectivity with our spouse alone. Now lastly, I want to touch on family dynamics. 
What do I mean by that? Well, research shows a general, a general, let me back up. Research shows a generational correlation between parents' infidelity and infidelity in their adult children's behavior. Research shows that patterns of infidelity have been documented across the generational lines. We see it time and time again. In other words, affairs are more likely to happen among those whose parents have had affairs. Take me, for instance. Yes, I found out later on in life that both of my parents had had extramarital sexual activity. And I ended up having an affair myself. It made me more vulnerable to it. And it's not uncommon for those who, be- who become betrayers to come from families which were also impacted by infidelity. Now, my husband's family line didn't have infidelity, but his first marriage did, which made him more susceptible. There was also research done over 2,000 women that found a definite link between parental affairs and extramarital sexual permissiveness within those 2,000 women. Of the affair-prone women that were studied, 13% had five or more affairs, and many of them had grown up in an environment where a parent or a parental figure had engaged in affairs. It's been shown that multi-generational family trees often show consistent patterns of infidelity or monogamy. And there was another study that was based on an analysis of 12 different couples that found that each family had a unique pattern, ranging from virtually no affairs in the entire family to multiple affairs in all the generations. Now, this is not to say that if you have had infidelity in your family line, that it's going to happen to you. That's not what this is saying. What it does mean, however, is that you need to be very aware of the vulnerability that you are susceptible to, that each of us carry. And the same goes with those who have a family line of monogamy. You still need to be aware. Why? Because none of us are exempt from infidelity. None of us are exempt from temptation, from sin. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Remember your enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Don't think that you are exempt from him trying to devour you or your family because he does wait in the shadows. And for that, we need to be aware. I want you to know this. There's no way to predict with certainty whether a specific individual is going to be unfaithful or not. There's no test. There's no genetic code. There's nothing. The only thing that we do have is the genetic line of sin that runs through all of us. We all are tempted and we all are subject to sin at some point in our life or another. So that is enough to make us take a step back and say, I need to keep myself in check and my relationship to safeguard it against the temptations of the enemy and of society and of the generational things that have come down my generational lines. 
So with that being said, be on guard, be sober-minded, be aware of what you watch, what you listen to, read, participate in, who you hang around with, and make sure to invest in your relationship. God gave you a gift when he gave you your spouse, one to love and to cherish, not to turn away from. So treat one another like the gift that God says they are. Protect your eyes, your heart, and your mind from the things of the enemy and stay true to the one you vowed to. And most of all, stay true to God. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Listen, you may be tempted, and you may be vulnerable. That doesn't mean you have to fall prey to it. It doesn't mean that you have to enter in to the affair, to the sin of adultery, to the sin of pornography and lust. No, God provides a way of escape when you turn to him. So just make sure that you stay true to God, stay true to your spouse, and stay true to yourself so that you don't enter in to temptation and become vulnerable. So I pray today blessed you. Stay tuned for part two of this. We are going to go into the individual factor next time of how we are vulnerable individually. And I know that that's going to bless you. And if today's episode was a blessing to you, make sure to share it out with someone. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. And please tell us how this is blessing you. We would love to hear from you. Be blessed and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.